Welcome to the Zimmerman Podcast with your host, CEO, wedding professional, educator, and mom, Jessica Zimmerman. This is a brand new Zimmerman Podcast mini-series, Sleeping with a Stranger Under the Cover. In the next few weeks leading up to the release of my memoir, Sleeping with a Stranger, we'll be taking a look under the cover as I share insider information about the story and process behind my memoir, Sleeping with a Stranger, which releases May 7, 2020. I'm sitting down with Rachel, who will be interviewing me about the deeply personal and never-before-shared details of my journey through living and writing Sleeping with a Stranger. So let's do this. Let's go under the cover. So let's talk about kind of the audience for this book. Obviously, whenever you put anything out in the world, your Zimmerman family, your students, this podcast audience, that is kind of first and foremost in your mind and in your heart. Um, But who were you thinking of when you wrote this book? I know that you had sort of this compulsion, even when you were going through this really tough stuff that one day you would share this and that it would help people and that it would make people feel less alone. So can you tell me more about that? Who is this for? Okay. So I think uh, first and foremost, I just want to say that after writing it, of course, you you can think about people who it might be helpful for. But I think before even writing it, I didn't start out writing it for other people, meaning I feel very strongly, have always felt, do feel, will continue to feel that this story was given to Brian and me. Like it, this experience was given to Brian and me because we would... I guess I would be able to, you know, write it and get it out there and that he was willing for me to share it. And I think that, you know, I my only responsibility in this, I, I genuinely feel this way, is to get it written, get it printed and get it out in the world. And that's it. Like that's 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 I'm done. Then I can kind of dust my hands off and move on to the next thing, whatever the next thing is. That really is how I feel about it. I think if I were to go into the book thinking that I had to help people or connect with people, um, I think it would be a very different book because then I think you come from a place of wanting to give advice and those kinds of things. And I didn't want to do that. Like I really just wanted to share my experience from my point of view and if people connect with that, then great. And if they don't, that's okay too. But there have been a few people that I have let read it early. And what I've heard from them is that they immediately thought of two or three people that they wanted to buy it and give it to. So that, you know, in that essence, that's why I say this is just bigger than me. Because there's there's not a single part of me that thought I want to be an author and write a book and publish a book like that that was never in the plans or in in my plans and so but but I mean now that it's written and now that a few people have read it I think that if you ever have struggled in your marriage or a relationship you may connect to this book if you've ever had to be a caretaker or if you know someone who's been a caretaker and you've ever had questions like, I wonder behind closed doors, what's really going on? Well, you're going to like this. Um, I think if you've ever struggled with, you know, who you are, if you've ever had to deal with death, you know, just the, just the struggle of 
wanting to have it all and not lose things and, and to be in control and to, or if you one day look in the mirror and you don't recognize yourself anymore, or I don't know, I think there's a lot of different things that people can find connection with, but I also feel really good in my decision of just knowing that that's not my job is to connect with anyone, that my job is simply to get it out there. And can I say, and we'll probably talk about this at some point, writing it, that's, that's one small thing. Like getting, like, not that it's small, but it's, that's just one thing. Like actually getting it to the finish line. I can see why there are millions and millions of books that have been written and have never been published. It's no joke. It's no joke. And I think that I have just committed. I said, when it, when it came to me so clearly, I said, okay, I'll do it. I'll write it and I'll get it out there. But that's that's my only responsibility. And so I kind of am just okay with that. I don't know if that's the answer you were hoping for, but that's what I have. No, I love it. Um, having read the book, I think that you, that's one of the things that I love about it is it's not prescriptive. It's not telling you what to do to fix your marriage or to run your business well or to be a good caretaker. It's not a self-help book. It's not, this is what you should do to have a better life. It's, this is like my tough, gritty, really, I know this is a buzzword, but vulnerable story of what actually happened to me and what I did. But I think because of that, there is so much to glean from it. Can I tell you a few of the things that I love about it as a reader, the things that I connected with? Yeah, I want to hear it. I don't think I've heard this. I don't think you have either. Well, I mean, I'm not going to get like too into it, but I think that as an entrepreneur, I really related to it about the struggle of um, kind of seeing your days as just one massive to-do list and not actually really living them or even asking yourself, what do I even like doing? Like if I had my ideal day, what would, how would I spend it? And I think especially as female entrepreneurs, we get so caught up in trying to run the race as best as we can because we think there's these like limited amount of spots for us in the business world that we kind of get caught up in that and stop asking ourselves like, am I the person I want to be? Like what happens when I get what I thought I wanted this whole time and I don't recognize myself, like you said, and that stuff that I thought I wanted isn't really going to fulfill my like deep desires anyway. So one of the most poignant parts of the book, I think, is when you have what you thought you wanted and because there's other parts that haven't, that have maybe fallen by the wayside because you were seeking the thing that you thought you wanted so badly that it, it wasn't that fulfilling thing you thought it would be like there's this kind of list that you have throughout the book of like, if I could just have this, then everything, then I'd have everything I wanted. But in, in search of that, you lose your own physical health and wellness, your mental health and wellness. There's, um, you know, some relationships that fall by the wayside, friendships, things like that. And I just learned so much about that. Um, and it was really convicting and I, um, can I say something real quick? Yes, please do. I cringe a little bit hearing you say that. And here's why, because we, all, I love it by the way. I love it. But for me personally, like, I'm, I think 
Jessica, you've known that. Like you have been freaking watching Oprah since you were like in third grade. I mean, you know that there's not one thing or one circumstance or one, you know, that's going to, that then you're going to feel like, oh, okay, now I've got it together. Now everything's good. Now, like, you know that, but the fact that you can, you can know something, right? But do you really know it? You know what I mean? I don't know. It's like, you, you can hear something and you can believe it and you can think that you're practicing it. Until you look in the mirror one day and realize, nope, haven't been practicing that at all. It's like a sneaky little attack. It's so sneaky. Yeah. It's like you think, okay, you think this is my destination. And then I'll start, you know, going on the path to get to that destination. And then I don't, I don't know. It's almost like it's easy to know something is true and then it's very hard to act like it's true. Like to trust really that what you think you want isn't going to fulfill all of your desires. And I mean, it's just so hard. And I know that, and you know that, and we still find ourselves like, it's not like you make one decision and then you live your life the way that you want to live it. And you become the person you want to be. It's like a daily thing of, am I going to choose what I want most or what I want now? Um, and it's really, I think you say it all the time, but it's really, it's a discipline. It's not motivation. It's commitment. Like what, what do you really want? And are you willing to be uncomfortable now? Which means it might not be like doing what's easy. It might be that you are doing hard things, but it's in pursuit of a life that you don't really want to live. Um, so I, yeah, I think that's why I liked it so much was because it was such a check for me because I know that too, theoretically, but practically I have to check in with myself every day. There you go. That's the perfect way to say it. Theoretically and practically. Absolutely. Um, okay. What else did you like about it? Tell me more. Oh, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm just kidding. Um, What do I like about it? It's funny. I think that there's a great balance of, I mean, very heavy stuff, very cringy, not cringy, but like you feel heartbroken for the characters to the point where I have to think about them as characters, not about people who I've met. But at the same time, there are moments even in that of humor and lightheartedness. And I think that's a great reminder for me that like you cannot have joy without the deep, deep pain. You have to kind of just sit in it. And there are things that happen that I'm sure you would never want to relive. But like because you've walked through that, you can now have deeper joy and deeper just like when you wake up, it's brighter. And if you hadn't walked through the really tough stuff, you wouldn't be there. And you even, you go through a period in the book of kind of ambivalence where you just feel kind of numb. And I'm sure physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, you were just overloaded. Like there was nothing else left to feel. Mark your calendar for May 7th. It's book launch day. If you want details on my upcoming book tour, like cities I'll be visiting, how you can meet me in person and get a signed copy of the book, you got to get your name on the list. This list will get you the VIP treatment. We've got some awesome bonuses prepared, but only for those who have signed up. Go to sleepingwithastranger.com to become a VIP today. 
what do you think like as a, as a student who's been a student of mine or has been following like what do you think they're gonna think when they read this oh my gosh their minds are gonna be blown I'm so excited <laughs> I'm honestly so excited I mean, do you think they're gonna be like what like what that was going on or like of course that was going on or like wait a minute you you tell us not to work that hard and here you were like you hypocrite. You know, I, I don't know. I think that for me, it adds validity because you've done it both ways. Like you have yeah, worked the 16 hour days and not taking care of yourself and all that goes with that. And now you do it differently because it doesn't, it's not sustainable. It doesn't work well. I used to do it because I thought I had to. I thought I had to, I thought there was no other option. And now, like, I'll be honest, uh, all this last semester, and this, like the summer, I didn't work at all. The fall semester, I had it pretty cushy. And right now, I'm I'm working a lot more hours to get this book out. But that's okay. I'm choosing to do that. I'm choosing to do that because I want to get this out. But, you know, it's a difference between choosing it and feeling like I have to. Like, I don't feel like I have to. You know what I mean? Right. It's a choice I've made. And there's something different about when you feel when you feel control over that decision versus making decisions because you feel out of control. I think that you guys who are listening, I honestly think your minds are going to be blown and it's going to feel like reading someone's it's not written like a diary, it's written like a story because it is a story, it's a very compelling story, but you're going to feel like you have the inside scoop of like Jessica has been so boundaried and mysterious and like all business. And um, look, you know, we see the wall in her studio and that's it. And this is like cut to, and then her whole life. And it, I just, I cannot wait for all of you. And I do feel a little bit cool that like, I already know it. <laughs> if I'm being totally honest. Okay. Until next week. Until next week. Can't wait. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Zimmerman Podcast miniseries, Sleeping with a Stranger Under the Cover. Don't forget, you can get book updates and VIP treatment at sleepingwithastranger.com. The book will be available May 7th. I'll see you next time.